Hello, everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in. And they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're at the angle. And what a goal! What a goal! As we continue in our lesson from Lasso series, we see that the rift between team members of AFC Richmond has not been rectified. Coach Lasso and Coach Beard muse the possibility of the team overcoming the divide with a dance-off, a la West Side Story style. But the idea dies down with the realization that a few of the main players have tragic, fatal endings. Not an ideal solution for the team. Division amongst a team has to be rooted out. And if you're a manager, it's a task that likely falls to you. There are the first steps that go into identifying the causes of division that may exist amongst a group, and then taking intentional steps towards eliminating those divisions and broaching the gaps that exist. We see later on in the episode that Lasso personally leans into this work. We might even say that he jumps into the fray, into the fire, by having owner Rebecca place him at the table with two biggest rivals on the team, Tart and Kent, in an attempt to get them both to talk things out and work things out. Have you ever been in an invited locker room? Have you ever seen the utter demise of a squad? Maybe one side drawn up to follow a particular player or even a coach, while the other side takes up another's cause, or leadership, or whatever the issue is. Division like this, in my experience, occurs when a team is up against it. Results aren't going your way, the lineup never changes, the tactics seem stale, a training session makes you feel like you're just a mannequin. You've been there. It's these moments when there's controversy on which direction to go, or how to make change, and how to get out of a rut. Lasso's problem reminds me of a moment in Jesus' life. He had just healed someone who was blind and unable to speak. The cause of his illness was due to demon possession. It's not clear from Gospel writer Matthew how Jesus heals him, but the healing draws criticism from the religious leaders of the day. They scoff, maybe they're just envious for healings back then were rare, and they say that Jesus driving out a demon was by some devilish power. To this accusation, Jesus points out, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. You can read that in Matthew 12, 5. 
in a sense, Jesus is saying, this accusation is ridiculous. Why would someone on the devil's team drive out a demon? He points out the very flawed and nonsensical accusation of the religious leaders. No kingdom, whether physical, political, or spiritual, no team will last when it fights against itself. This age-old truth remains. A team, a home, a family, a nation, whatever it may be, if it's divided, it will eventually come to ruin. Unity is an integral part to longevity and continuity. Unity is not only crucial for a team, it's especially critical when it comes to matters of faith. Several times the Apostle Paul writes in his letters to early Christians, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit, Ephesians 4.3. Bear with each other, forgive each other, over all these virtues put on love, which binds together in perfect unity, Colossians 3.14. Even Jesus in his final prayer before his death prayed for his friends and for anyone then and anyone in the future who comes to faith in him that all would be brought to complete unity in John 17:23. Well, looking around today at our world, there's perhaps never been a more important time or need for unity. And much like Coach Lasso and Beard's conclusion, it's unlikely that a dance-off will help make due of the conflict and division we see all around us. There's a messy work involved in reconciling and rectifying those things that divide, the things that separate us, and we must get busy at unifying the house, unifying the team. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Red Brad coming to you from the Touchline. <laughs>